We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 75 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my main man, Pierre. And for today's episode, we got ourselves a very special guest with us, former Penn State cornerback, current Detroit Lions cornerback, Amani Arawaria. I hope I'm saying that right. Am I saying this right? Yeah, you got it. There we go. Because I've been getting hate before when we first drafted you. You know, I used to say your name wrong, and I got so many comments on it. <laughs> nah, it's all good stuff. So, so Imani, how's your offseason been for you? Been solid, man. Solid. Can't complain. Just chilling so far? Yeah, just been chilling, relaxing, taking some time off. Uh, you know, got to see some fam a little bit. Yeah. Um, but just, so, you know, just getting that quality time. So Awesome, awesome. So tell us something about you. Like, who are you? Something that people don't know. Like, what you see is what you get. Uh, I come from a tough background. Mom, you know, was in the Navy. Um, so just, you know, raised on discipline and just a guy who's just, you know, going to do everything to the to the smallest detail um, and just, you know, just toughness, uh, just resiliency. That's just what I was raised on. So um, that's just, I guess that's me. All right, that's oh. tight. I didn't know that about you, man. That's crazy. Um, so you obviously played at the University of Penn State for four years. How was it playing under James Franklin and his staff over there? Oh, it was good. It was real good. Um, you know, they, they're doing a great job over there. Um, they're great at developing players. Um, just, you know, really, really detailed coaching over there um, and really prepare you for the next level. So um, I enjoyed my time there. I loved it. Um, made some great memories, lifelong friends, um, won some championships, won some big games. Um, so, um I hope they keep it rolling over there. Um, be yeah. watching all the time. So, so recently at Penn State, uh, there was like some issues, some hazing. Did that ever happen when you were there? Like there was like rumors. I don't know if that's going on there, but did that ever happen while you were there? 
Oh no, not at all. I don't. I keep. I keep hearing that stuff, and it's just honestly just like, like humorous to me because it's like I don't know who and what would want to go out of their way to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's just like, especially with everything Penn State's been through, it's just like, come on, like, you know what I mean? Um, but no, that never happened when I was there. Didn't even wasn't even a a problem ever. So uh, yeah. All right. Nice. So what's the best advice you've gotten while you've been in the league so far, and who is it from? Um, just from any of the top, any of my, uh, the older guys just play the next play, especially at corner. Um, you know, you're going to get beat, beat sometimes some great receivers in this league. Um, and you just got to get back up, wipe that memory clean and just, and just play the next play and give it all you got. Cause, um, you're as good as your next play. You can, you can give up a, a big 50 yard play and then get a pick the next play. You know what I'm saying? And no one knows right. who cares about it. So you just gotta just keep have that mindset. I got you. So if you could go back and give yourself your younger self advice, what would you tell a younger Amani? I just feel like I probably would have been a lot more if I really realized what I had. I mean, I knew I had talent, but really realizing it and realizing like um, where I could have taken myself. Um, not that I didn't. I worked hard. I worked my butt off. But just earlier on, just, you know, just having that same mindset that I have now is just like, you know, working like football can be taken from you at any moment. And just, um, just that kind of mindset. I wish I had that earlier. Um, wasn't really my mindset in high school and, you know, freshman year of college, it was just kind of, you know, just enjoying college playing football, just cause that's what I was just, just for my path. That's what everyone does. Um, and then I probably would have just, you know, taken it a little more serious and just been working a lot more harder and then just, um, I, I might have been in – I still probably would have been in the NFL, but just, you know, maybe had a different circumstance. What was the age when you wanted to, like, you thought I could go pro? Like, when do you think you could take this to another level? It wasn't – honestly, like I said, it really wasn't until senior year of high school, honestly. Like, really? I played Little League. I played three years of Little League and played – went into JV football and stuff like that. And then, like I said, it was just something that – it was just an extracurricular activity that, you know, everyone around me did. It was – we played football. And then I started realizing actually, you know, making plays in high school and then coach get, telling me I got, like, my first scholarship off. And I'm like, all right, like, this, this is – you know, I can really use this. You know what I mean? Like, not only just for myself, but, you know, the, as a platform for other people um, and just to help my family and just to be able to do all that and – um, that's about when I, when I realized that. Oh, wow. That's cool stuff. All right. Um, how is it having Slay as a mentor? You know, Slay could be all fun and stuff, but how is he like behind the scenes? Oh, I mean, yeah, you know, he's, how uh, he is goofy and just all laughs and jokes and stuff like that. But, um, you know, you can't get it twisted. He, he, he studies a lot of film. Um, he, right. he, um, you know, he, he comes to work. He, he knows what it takes to you know be great at the position and i'm glad i got to be around that and am around that because um it's i I needed that uh you know that kind of like older veteran just i you know mindset and just that experience to be able to just pick his brain and just you know get as much as i can to take for my own game um but like i said he he just he wants to be great you can see it when uh when he's when he's at work and you know, he studies his opponent hard. He studies, um, and that's something I'm taking from his game. So in the preseason, you started off as number 46, obviously, in training camp. So what uh, what was, like, 
what made you want to switch your number to number 24? I actually wanted to switch, obviously, like, to, like, 21 for my college number. But, yeah, um, you know, Tracy wanted that number. And, um, you know, he had a year of experience over me. So yeah. he's going to get that. So then uh, when they gave me other numbers to choose from, saw 24. I was my high school number. So just went with that. Kobe and because Kobe's number 24. Kobe's number, yeah. That's, of and, that's the best and Revis, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of greats, number 24. So I mentioned earlier, how was it playing under Coach Franklin? And obviously, it's only been one year for you so far. But how has it been under Coach Patricia and his staff? Um, like I said, um, it's it's like, like I said, Coach Franklin and them are very detailed. Um, take it up a notch. So Coach Patricia and them, I mean, to the to the smallest detail, just just going over things. And just, they just have you really prepared. Uh, make sure they don't miss. They cross every T. Uh, um, dot every eye, um, and just so you're ready for game day. And uh, I haven't been around that to that extent, and I love it. Uh, you know, all the way down to you know what reps are going to be cooking or are going to be refing the game, and and what kind of calls they they call. You know what I mean? Like it's it's very detailed, and I love it. They push you to be harder, uh, push you to be great, uh, push you to work harder, um, and they know what it takes. So I'm just you know I'm just. Um, learning every day and just trying to do whatever they tell me to do. So in the 2019 season, they're the fans who at least we couldn't tell who the real play caller was. You know, we couldn't tell if it was the defensive coordinator, Paul Pascalone. We couldn't tell if it's Matt Patricia. And obviously you were there. So just kind of clarification. Who who was really calling the plays for most of the season? Uh, I, from my understanding, Coach Patricia calls um, a lot of the plays because he, you know, he's a, I mean, he knows the defense best. But right. Um, I don't know what goes on in the headset. I don't know. I, I just play the play that's called, whether they talk about it, whether they come up on a, you know, come to a, a consensus on a play. But um, like I said, from my understanding, I, I would think it's Coach Patricia, but um, they probably work together. Okay. All sense. right. So I got to tell you about this. So when you saw Rodgers throw the ball your way and, like, you knew you had that pick, how did that feel, like, a ball's coming like your way. What are you thinking in your head? I got to get that, or how did it feel? I mean, just <laughs> in the air, it didn't feel like anything. It just felt like I was playing football. You know what I mean? I, I've made that play n- numerous times in college. Um, and right. So I knew I could make the play, and that's why I went for it. Because a lot of people sometimes you'll see um, not trusted and just, you know, try to play the ball maybe or just something. But I jumped just like I had before and just made the play. And it wasn't, I wasn't surprised at all. It was, it's something that I, I've worked to do and I know I can do. And um, it was, it definitely was a, a great feeling though. After um, didn't really realize that I picked Rogers off. I just realized I just got an interception and a big play and stuff. And um, we didn't win the game. So I wasn't really thinking too much of it. And then forgot someone after the game said something like, um, that's a legendary ball you got there. And I was just thinking about it. That's why I was like, dang. I was like, yeah, that's that really is a, a legendary ball. That's the first ballot Hall of Famer, no question. And, right. and and I think he had four picks on the year, less than 100 picks in his career. It's like, that's special. So I definitely would cherish that. Do you still have that ball? Oh, yeah. No doubt. Okay. So did you really feel the vibe at four? I was actually at the game, and you know, there was a lot of Packers fans at that game. Did you feel the vibe, how much it changed when you got that interception, though? Yeah, I knew it was critical. I knew when I got it, like, it gave us a chance to win the game. Yeah. And so um, it was definitely huge, but the team needed that play and I had to go make it. So, 
Yeah, that was a huge play. So what was the funniest moment in the locker room? I know it's only been a year, so what was the funniest moment? Could have been training camp during the season. That's tough. <laughs> it, I mean, that's tough. Since I've been there since May, it's so many different funny things. I, I, I probably can't pinpoint one. Okay. All right, just give us one if you could. I don't know, man. Slade just does, like, wild stuff. Like, Avon was funny. Tracy did some funny stuff. Everyone, I don't know. I don't we, know. We, had, uh, we had one of your teammates, like, two weeks ago, Michael Jackson. He said uh, the funniest moment, just because he was old, it was uh, Rashawn Melvin, because he just he, he just felt, like, so old. He said he was bringing up, like, high school memories. He said he graduated, like, 2009 and stuff like that. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, I, I remember, like... Mel was Mel's funny too. He uh we we would have some arguments about like um like pre draft stuff like who ran what in the combine or like things like that. And uh he swears he, he was a four four guy or lower and we're just like, No way, you probably ran four six and it's just like <laughs> things like that we could just joke around with, but no, nah, it was a lot of fun in that locker room. All right. So this is obviously your first full offseason. Now you don't have to worry about the draft or anything. How do you plan on getting better this offseason? Any specific things like the coaches told you to do or anything like that? Um, uh, I mean, nothing specifically they told me to do, just things that uh, they told me, I guess, throughout the year um, that I need to continue to keep working on. Um, but really just, you know, just my feet, my feet, footwork. Um, just keep keeping my uh, footwork fast and quick. Um, you know, slow feet don't eat. Everybody always says that. So especially at corner, it's true. Um, lateral quickness um, and just being able to just be patient at the line scrimmage to be able to get my hands on guys. Um, all the, and then all the other stuff, just um, you know, my hips, working on just my eye discipline, just so many different things you can work on throughout the off season. And, and this is the most time I'm, I've probably will ever have I've ever had like to train and just focus on those individual right. things so I'm excited to get going was there anything Detroit promised you when they drafted you like did they say like they expect you to play right away or expand your role in the future or anything like that did they promise you anything at the draft process or anything like that I mean the most the most they said really was just you know come in ready to work um okay. put your head down ready to work and just work and um you're a guy that we could see contributing right away um, obviously, that wasn't the case. I didn't contribute from game one. Yeah. But, you know, when, when my time came, I tried to make the most of it and, uh, and tried to you know, give myself some experience to build on for next year. Were, were they one of the teams that actually met with you during, like, the pre-draft process? Uh, yeah, I met with um, the corners coach. I met with him, um, Coach Stewart, um, at my at Penn State um, yeah. for, like, a, like a private workout. Um, you know, film work type thing. Um, but that was really the most of it. That was it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so fun fact, you know, like how fans love like players in the draft process and stuff. All right. So last year I was pounding the table for you in the second round. Right. And I'm like, okay. And I was like third round. I was like, all right, when we took you in the fifth round, I thought we got like the biggest deal of the draft. Yeah. So like, Keep balling, man. Like appreciate that. No, I appreciate that. Real bro. talk. You could ask Tyler. Like, I was so hyped yeah. when we took you in the fifth. No, yeah, we were in a group chat. Round two, he's like, okay, we passed on Amani. Round three, he's like, oh, bro, we can't be keep passing on him. <laughs> he was shocked. And like, I'm yeah. like, I'm kind of with you. I'm like, how is he still there? And then we got you there. So thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, man. We appreciate your time. <sighs> keep balling. And yeah, man. 
All yeah. right, guys. No, I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah. For sure. Uh, do you have like anything you want to promote, like Instagram, Twitter, or any clothing line or anything? Not yet. Not yet. I, that's in the works. I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna come. When I do, I'll be back on here to tell everybody. Okay. All right. Good. What's your Twitter and what's your Instagram so people could follow you if they're not already following you? Uh, it's just my name, Amani, and then O for my last okay. name. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed episode 75 of the Pride Podcast with special guest Amani Arawarie. And stay tuned for more. If you guys could leave a five-star on Apple Podcast, I always appreciate it. Thank you, guys. See you all. All right, guys. Thanks. Peace.